I just read something all the way through, and I'm like, oh, God. Okay. What? <laughs> so, um, of course, my Facebook page is Black Panther Central all day long. Um, uh-huh. And one of my friends posted this thing that he saw um, online. Looking for chill black dude to see Black Panther with, 420 friendly. I'm an equality-minded, normal white guy in his late 20s looking to see the new Black Panther movie in theater. I want to see it in a black neighborhood at 9 at night with black people for the sake of immersion. Problem is, I don't have any black friends and can't make black friends on such short notice. That's where you come in. I'll pay for tickets, drinks, food, and throw in $20 for gas. It would be really cool if we could take some selfies during or afterwards so I can show my friends me chilling with a black male in action. Fuck you! No gay shit, nothing sexual, nothing weird, just to be clear. 420 friendly, we can take bonds hits in my car for the movie hit me up and we never saw Darius again (laughs) or and then Tad got robbed (laughs) yo oh my god I don't know if that was a real post or not but still I'm sure it was I'm sure it was yeah what the hell who does that people it's a liberal yeah, liberals are the worst, man. They're the worst. Give me a redneck any day. I know how to handle those. I know right where they're coming from. They are who they are. That, <laughs> they are who they are. They are not trying to be anyone else but who they are. And I'm like, look, you real with me? I can be real with you. Cool. <laughs> okay, well, that gets us in the right mode. <laughs> Thanks for that. Welcome to Rap in Atlanta. I'm Nita Sharice. And I'm Nikki. And in this podcast, we have a frank, honest, and open conversation about the FX show Atlanta. If you don't already know, Atlanta is all about an Atlanta Navy slash Ivy League dropout who sets off to manage his cousin's fledgling rap career in the hopes of becoming a better provider for his estranged girlfriend and daughter. Yes. So... We are hopping right into season two because season two just began. And uh, wow, what a beginning. Yes. What a beginning. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't totally unlike season one in in that way. We were just kind of thrown into the situation with no explanations given and the story unfolds. And we're just rolling along. Yeah. And we have um, we have basically all of the same elements that we'll be pointing out. Um, I think that this 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 episode with the mystical element, which we'll get into um, with the title of this episode being The Alligator Man, uh, that was all up and through this entire episode. Uh, there was a lot of blackity black. Um, it was the perfect, perfect Atlanta episode, and I'll just jump right in to give him the summary. Aaron assists Alfred with a family conflict, causing him to face the truth about his circumstances, while Darius continues to drop knowledge about the social condition. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, I think we should just go from the top to the bottom first. Yeah. All right. So, I learned that those two guys, they are rap guys. <laughs> the, the episodes opens, and actually, the two young men who are in the first episode, a uh, couple of scenes are rappers Tay K and Young Bands. They actually have uh-huh. songs out. They're Atlanta rappers. Songs. There are a couple of their songs were played in the episode. The Race by Tay K and Right Through You by Young Bands. So okay. the episode actually opened with their songs and opened with them. And I think I, I that's one fun thing that I like about the show so far. The fact that they do have rappers mm-hmm. just playing regular everyday characters in this show um yeah because one thing is i mean with atlanta it's it's hip-hop that's keeping this city alive it's hip-hop that's making the city attractive you know and it's generating a lot of um 
economic boom here. It kept Atlanta alive following the Olympics, you know, and there are no tax cuts for the rap industry. There's no type of incentives. The government doesn't make anything comfortable for them or anything at all. If it was any other industry, like there would be this kickback, this tax break, this legislative wink or not or whatever. And, um, and maybe it's cool that it's not that way because then you have a situation like with Delta, when Delta said they would cut, you know, palling around with NRA, giving yeah. them special considerations. Yeah. Then you got the Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle here threatening to take away tax breaks for Delta, who's one of the big em- biggest employers of Atlanta, if not the state, yeah. over this NRA thing. So. <sighs> Um, it's probably a good thing because they don't have to get yeah tanked into all of that foolishness. Yeah, so. they're not in anybody's pocket. I mean, at the same time, you know, I get I guess it all speaks to the fact that we have to help ourselves. And yeah. I like that Donald Glover is doing that. He, he's like, look, come come in, come on and be on my show. You get exposure for your music. You get yeah. exposure as an as an actor. And I believe these young men. <laughs> the, yeah. the they were just they were regular Atlanta guys. I believe them from from the minute they the one guy walks into the room, the conversation they have and everything that everything that they're saying, how they're saying it, the way they're wearing their hair and everything, it's Atlanta. It was it was it was very very natural. Um, uh, the way that you kind of talk talk about somebody behind their back, it was this one guy saying. Um, uh, that he had bars or something like that, and that he's gonna quit his job, you know. And they were basically laughing at him, saying, you know, you're gonna quit your job over a mixtape that nobody's heard about yet. And then he was like, you know, last year he was hotep, and now he's hard. Like it was a very, very natural conversation. I mean, so, even the mention of hotep, that's not. Yeah. I mean, it's mainstream for us. It is not mainstream America. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's like a yeah. That's that's definitely truly at Atlanta and the hotel part I mean it's just black and as I've said before um at Atlanta is just another word for black I don't think people realize that but that's all that means is black <laughs> I, live in, I live in metro black Georgia. black <laughs> like let's just let's let's just be real Atlanta literally means black so um but yeah um I like the way it opened because I didn't know what to expect I never really know what to expect with this show but when I first saw it, I just assumed that it was going to be like a principal character, like somebody that I would recognize. And then when I realized that it wasn't, you know, you just kind of like waiting, like you, you truly have to watch this show to see how it's going to unfold. You have no idea how it's going to happen. But I was very tense because I, I just felt like something crazy is going to happen at any moment. Like I didn't even know at first if the two guys were actually friends and maybe it was just me projecting because you know I was excited about the next season and I was just waiting for something like really off the wall to happen but when he um knocked on the door uh and he called out the guy's name or he said his own name like a nickname I think his name was Droop um and then he came in I just felt like okay somebody's gonna barge in now like and start shooting or the cops are gonna come or something I was tense the entire time yeah. and just when I kind of started to relax then something really did pop off you know but I kind of figured because when they talked about you know uh um at this one place Mrs. Winners you know just yeah. order a number 17 and then when he ordered and the guy was like six dollars and 85 cents I'm like wait a minute he didn't get a family meal like something's going on <laughs> like, okay, you paying 60 dollars in the drive yeah like why or with my family you're in my childhood because that's why we never went anywhere but but yeah um that's when I was kind of like okay maybe something is gonna happen because I kind of started to relax you know like when they had their whole conversation and then it switched to the next scene you know I figured okay those must be two guys like I'm seriously just sitting there trying to figure out like where where are they going to be in the story you know how do they know Ern or Darius so I appreciate that that it doesn't hold your hand and just you know yeah I it, assumes that you're an intelligent person well right then and there that's when they decided in the living room he waited till yeah he finished playing that soccer game at first i was like okay they're playing soccer he's playing soccer he's not playing yeah nfl or <laughs> nba or a first person shooting game which yeah is what they- <laughs> so that, that i was like he's playing soccer that's funny and, yeah. and emmanuel my, my husband was like oh he probably stole that game i'm like <laughs> and i got mad at him because i was like Man, the young brother, 
he can't just be genuinely interested in soccer. Why he got to Why why he had to have stolen it? You know, like <laughs> like why are you sitting here being racist? Like this is why we can't get ahead as a people. And then the next scene, oh well, he did just. Rob <laughs> Okay, he's but that doesn't nothing. mean that he stole the game. No, it still doesn't. <laughs> Bet. So, anyway. He love soccer and just like shooting up like chicken joints. <laughs> pretty much, he was robbing a drug dealer. Okay. Yeah. So, it's not like the drug dealer could go to the police. And he's, you know, killing people with his drugs. Yes. You know, yes. And, and his big gun. <laughs> and probably for other reasons. So, I'm not saying I'm condoning their robbery of the drug dealer, but... I mean, at least they're not knocking over some old lady in her house. No. Yeah. They're doing it. The um, they're basically doing it the Omar way. You know, they just don't have the long dusters on. I feel like I have a certain level of respect for that. If I were a criminal, I would I would respect that aspect of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, you kind of have to. Well, and even though the other guy is a drug dealer, I did feel him when he told um, I think her name was uh, Anita that it was time for her to get on the register because I just felt like she was slacking. <laughs> so. <laughs> Man, I would, I would, if I were Anita, I would try not to have any part of that because the police roll up in there. Guess who's also going down? Anita. <laughs> yes. So anyway, was it? Tell me, tell me this. Like when this kid goes in there, he goes into the to the janitor's closet, mm-hmm. pulls the stash. He walks out of there so confident, and and I'm thinking like, no, dude, there's no way you're just gonna walk up out of there with this man's drugs and there's not going to be something right but he didn't seem to I, I don't know I mean he 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 was gangster like I would have been running he he acted like he knew that nothing was going to happen to him and the guy was shooting at him and what I can understand yeah I mean you know I don't have a gun and things like that but he shot at that car like a lot and it didn't seem like anybody true I mean granted we didn't see the guys as they drove off we saw the girl get out screaming and the first time I watched it I thought she was hit but then the next couple times I watched it it just looked like she got swagged yeah yeah so I guess the other guy got hit and like maybe we'll never know but it just seemed like more should have happened he was shooting a lot it was like wait when is something gonna happen like now see now that's what I actually appreciate about this show as well when you get shot it is not like it is in the movies like most people don't even know that they've gotten shot once they got shot and it's not like a burst of blood or anything like that you trickle unless you're getting getting shot with like something that'll blow out your back you know that's a, like a high caliber weapon that shoots that type of bullet but when you're you're getting sh- getting shot like even with something like i think that was an ak even if you're getting getting shot with something like that some a semi-automatic automatic weapon you're not gonna see the bullet and he was wearing all black so we wouldn't have seen Blake yeah. show up anyway. And he would have kept running. So, yeah, he probably did get hit a few times, but kept on going. Right. I was just I, perplexed. I was like, was the girl in the car all along with them? Or did they steal somebody's car and she was in it? Or, like, we didn't see her at the house. She was just got about yeah. in the car. So I was just, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have sold. I mean, it, she could have been with them. Um, but that's a good point. I didn't think about whether or not they may have stolen the uh, car because I was just like, wait, they're just going to leave her there. That would explain why you would just leave somebody there. I mean, if I've stolen your car, like I don't want you with me for for that long. I mean, that would explain why, I mean, they were basically, I guess they told her to get out, you know, or maybe she just thought she was just going to go get some chicken and they didn't tell her like what else was happening because I mean, they didn't know what they were going in. Yeah. They knew what they were going to do. They didn't get in the car and then decide to see if the number 17 thing worked. I mean, he went over there um, and then his friend told him about it. And, and then he kind of thought for a minute. And then I think he said, you know, something like, oh, I'm going to have to go and make a make a stop or something because he was headed to work. He mentioned earlier that he was stopping there and then he had to go to work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the first time I watched it and finished it, I thought like that that's what he meant by going going to work and I was like no he was already going to work and then his friend told him about this so he just thought okay I'll do this first yeah he so, has a job because he was talking yeah. to his co-worker who couldn't right. yeah so maybe they did steal the car I don't know because why would you pick somebody up like and I don't know like I wouldn't want to or maybe they didn't have a car they needed her car 
you know she's the one with the car so she she was like yo maybe they were like yo let me drive your car we're gonna go to the spot and get some chicken you could you know yeah and she was like oh i don't feel like driving or maybe they did want to i don't know but yeah and i'm like all i know is that they had their masks and their weapons with them and at first i thought okay do people keep masks stuff like masks and weapons in their vehicles you know just in case they want to hit a lick right quick well, we used to keep wigs in our cars, so probably. Yeah, and I thought about that, and I, I remember in Los Angeles, I actually had a ski mask and a baseball bat in my truck that I was riding around with for a long time. So I had a crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just never took that next step. We've never followed through. We could oh. have. <laughs> No, uh, uh-uh. uh, I would have been like, eh, never mind. We were, we were prepared. That's all I'm saying. We were prepared. Noted. Okay. So then we move on. We find that Ern is still sleeping in the storage garage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yo, the way the dude just took his box, like, oh yeah, I watch Star Wars. That's that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Uh huh. He made me so angry. But then Ern made me angry too because I know that he's not aggressive. But man, come on. That was just a, once in a while for yourself. It was a big box. Like, there's no telling what was in that box. It's gone now. From the- Yeah, like, I mean, oh my God. It's like Ern is so depressed. Like, he just can't muster the. I mean, he, he told him, hey, that's, that's my stuff. And that was it. It's like, come on, just one time could you hit somebody or kick him in the head? hit him with a bat it's just oh he's he's way too passive for me it's it's frustrating like i was mad at the guy at first but then i was more more angry at Ern because he's only doing what you're allowing him to do yeah but maybe he just doesn't care about that stuff anymore you know maybe he does care but not really i don't know i did see Mm -hmm. him i think it's half and half because we've even said before how he's not aggressive like in any way no he's just like not not yeah and I don't so I mean it's not trying to date me but that is not attractive I saw him no it's not attractive I saw him (laughs) on uh, Stephen Colbert this week yes (laughs) did you watch that too yes so that explains a lot about just his perspective and the way he thinks about things Mm because I know as a kid he got nothing like no do you know his whole story yeah 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 I listened to um he did a great interview with Mark Marin. Mark Marin has a podcast called WTF. Yeah. It's been a couple years, but that's when I learned about his, I mean, the, the similarities in being brought up in a strict religion yeah. and it's that he couldn't watch. And it was the same thing. Like the, when you're kept from so much, if you have siblings, you make your own entertainment and you know me and my siblings yeah. and that to be true. Like I identified with him so much with that, you know, and he just had like a random, like, like they took in kids and, you know all kinds of stuff so I think it was funny how when Stephen Colbert asked him like well why didn't you write the show from this perspective and he was like because that would just be whack, just be whack. <laughs> yeah that would just be totally whack <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's on his own like yeah I think he's Darius <laughs> yeah I think he's yeah. Darius and speaking of Darius so he goes over to Alfred's house and Alfred's on house arrest. Yep. <laughs> and him and Darius have had some sort of falling out. Now, right? Yeah. The first Dariusism that cracked me up was when he was like, "Would you like some sliders? Be careful, they're ice cold." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I heard that. And I was like, "This, this, this dude." <laughs> but he was like, he was being so loving with it, like, yeah. like. Like when you come home from school and your mom's like, I make your favorite. <laughs> Sit down now. Wash your hands. <laughs> but the one thing that I noticed is it reminded me of the very first episode of the first season. Um, Darius is cooking then. I, but I think he's baking cookies. Mm. Um, and he greets him at the door with a gun. And of course, you know, this time he doesn't have the gun because he knows who he is. But he, but like, I, I like how, you know, he's like, okay, I'm in the kitchen. I'm going to put my apron on. You know, I'm a man who has a nice apron. <laughs> like, he takes it so seriously. He's just like the stay-at-home mom yeah. of, of the group. I yeah. loved it. Well, okay, so I was wondering if his falling out with Alfred had anything to do with Tara, who 
I think so, because he gave her a crazy look. He did give her a crazy look, and the way she laughed at, you know, um, at Ern's attempt to, <laughs> to make peace between them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way she laughed was, was, was funny. I mean, like, it was a moment, but I could tell. I don't think that Darius likes her. But then, but also Ern stupidly you know, thought that he could remember her name. It also, it just makes me wonder if maybe it's not just Tara. Like, he obviously has, you know, like, a couple people coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wonder if he's, like, kind of territorial. Like, not in a romantic way, but honestly, the way that you could sense the tension was, like, if you are double dating and you go by the other couple's house, like, you know that they just had a falling out. Like, you can feel it and, like, you want to just cancel the evening. But they're like, no, 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 Like, nothing's wrong. But you can tell that, like, five minutes before, they were probably, like, fussing and cussing up a storm. Yeah. And they're and being normal. But you can fit. They reminded me of a couple. Um, but I think in his case, like, I just wonder if he's, like, protective or, you know, he lives there, too. So just doesn't want just anybody around. And since Alfred's on house arrest, like, you know, maybe women are there more than they would normally be because he can't go anywhere. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, he 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 just seems irritated. Like you have that roommate who has, you know, the boyfriend and girlfriend who's always who's always over there. But it's obvious that Tara's not the only one because Ern called her Regina, yeah. and then yeah. did a horrible job of like trying to lie about that. So I just went like, "Oops, my bad." Yeah, it's like <laughs> just, it just just shut up, Ern. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I like how Darius, when he was ready to go, he says, Darius is ready. (laughs) Which is like a (laughs) two-year-old. Like, I've learned my name. I'm going to use it all the time. Let's go. Darius wants cookies. Darius wants sliders, and they're really cold in his play kitchen. (laughs) So I had a question about about Ern, because obviously, you know, they go for the ride in the car to, to Uncle Willie's house. And Ern asked, you know, if he could stay with Darius and Alfred. But didn't he just finish saying that his parents drove to Florida? Like, he can't stay at his parents' house? He can't agree to watch the house for him so he has someplace um, to stay? Um, his parents, the last time we saw them, are through with Ern. Um, I would not be surprised if Ern does not have a key to the house and is too scared to break in like any normal uh, mooching child would do. The last time he was in in his parents face they were pretty much like uh you can go ahead and get the step and please flush the way we taught you to so i don't think he feels like you know like i think it's maybe it's like he just doesn't want to go over there Uh. for whatever reason i mean because that that stood out to me like i mean i don't remember which episode it was but i remember him going um to his parents house and his dad just kind of not being impressed and the mom, you know, was much like a mom, like sympathetic and, you know, I would help you, but I got to side with your dad. You know, I think she was like watering the plants or like playing with her grandchild and just kind of like looked like, hmm, I agree with your father. And then, you know, he didn't flush. You know, he left a deuce in the toilet. So <laughs> I think oh he just kind of scared. Yeah, he's disgusting. In every family, there's always one kid who takes a little bit longer to leave home. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason, or they might move out, you know, and then something happens and they move back. Right. And usually under like it's under some pretty like intense circumstances where your parents are like, no, you can't come back. So that again begs the question, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Because I remember thinking that I thought that his dad was being kind of harsh with him. You know, like it's one thing if you never left the house. But I was looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, you did at one point do something because you were at Princeton. Yeah. You know, so so he did something like he he did something stupid or had a break, whatever it is. They're not here for it anymore. You know, they kind of had that the attitude of like, I have been trying and, you know, and this is just it. Uh, Well, then. So then then we go into Florida, man, which I think is the 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 Darius ism. Oh, yeah. Of the episode. And the funny thing is when he when he talks about Florida, man, I'm like, okay, let me make a note to look up those actual cases. 
Um, and they're all true. They all. Oh yeah. They all happened. I remembered each and every one of them. <laughs> you said it. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, this is real. <laughs> a couple of them happened twice. Um, but like, it's it's funny how he describes Florida man as like the alt right Johnny Appleseed. Because yeah. then Florida man <laughs> appears as this Caucasian man through all of through the reenactments, but mm-hmm. they aren't actually all Caucasian. The actual stories. Um, which one isn't Caucasian? Because so all were the Florida man who who um, breaks into his ex girlfriend's delivery room. Uh huh. And beats the boyfriend and kicks the girlfriend, by the way. He was black. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. And I believe the guy who was eating the other guy's face, he was kind of racially ambiguous. Yes, he was. Yeah. So. But, but who cares? They like to take credit for everything else. So. Florida man is just, you know, when white men can do certain things that are criminal and they get away with it um and I didn't have that that thought until I think it was the second time I watched it when Aaron said uh that he didn't want to shoot out uh and then Uncle Willie was like you know I'm not going to engage in a shootout with the police who do you think I am Florida Florida man and it's like you know like yeah you could look at it as I mean we've already established that Florida man is crazy but it could also be you know the way that white white folks can act with the police and they still manage to leave with their life intact like they can do the craziest things so I took it like like that like well if Uncle Willie was in the shootout yeah he would most definitely be dead but you see these videos where you've got people like running into cops with cars and cussing them out and grabbing them and they're still using all of the other nonviolent tactics that they've been taught before they result to uh, shooting and then they don't even shoot like they might tase them to me I just interpreted it as Florida man um, being encapsulating this phenomenon of people doing the most craziest stuff and it always happening in Florida um, because Howard Stern on his show he used to have like a similar uh, thing uh, he would say uh, the name of a couple of like news headlines mm-hmm. and he would ask the question did this take place in Florida or Germany mm-hmm. and it was either Florida or Germany <laughs> whatever the yeah. situation well, Florida is crazy Florida is crazy <laughs> and so is Germany so I don't think I, I don't think it's just like the whole um, you know difference between or disparity between black encounters with police and white encounters with police. I think it was all encompassing of whatever water people drink in Florida is contaminated with crazy because mm-hmm. you just it's just every now and then something just pops in a Floridian and they do some crazy stuff. But then you know come to think about it. I don't get why they wouldn't do something crazy. Like, right when you cross the Georgia-Florida border, um, every other billboard is, billboard is either for food, for one of those, like, massage parlors, or for a church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, wow. So it's just, I mean, the, the loudest messages there are very clear. For everybody else, what do you do? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Just, kind of just pop. So, Florida man. <laughs> Anyhow, even before, oh, was it, okay, was it before or after that where he goes to his probation office? And um, that was so sad. Just Yes, that broke my heart. Um, I don't remember which part in the story. It had to be before because after um he's back at he's back at Alfred's house mm-hmm. so yeah it had to be before and it was still it was still daylight yeah that broke my heart and it was just like the the way the system works you know you are not supposed to get ahead it is not set up for you to win you know and then he he asked the lady um so if I were able to pay it, you know, what I even have to take these classes 
And she's just like, you can't. So let's not even talk about it. It's like, dang. Like, it's just, it's depressing. I mean, for lack of a better word, I mean, it is what it is. It's like you are meant to to just be in debt the entire time. Like, whether it's just with your time or, like, your life not being able to move forward because you have to keep coming to these places. And really, I mean, it's it's humiliating. It really is. It's just really much, it's, 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 it's obvious du jour de facto discrimination. Because yeah. the, the original anti-marijuana laws were actually made and targeted at people of color. And mm. even though whoever's smoking weed, they are not about to hurt anybody. Like, there, nobody has ever gone on a weed-fueled shooting right. rampage. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody had ever, like, took a bong rip and went on a rape spree or anything like that. That's never happened. And all it's been is people who've had a long day at whatever they do, trying to make a living, come home, smoke a joint so they can relax and get in a mindset to just continue dealing with the world. He had half a joint. First of all, that, that charge they charged them with, intent distribute, he going to distribute half a joint. Right. Really? You know, then charging him for, and he even laughed about it, the jail entrance fee. Yeah. To, <laughs> I mean, what a slap in the face. I have to pay to go to jail. I have to pay to go to mm-hmm. jail, you know, and then another $25 for each class. So up to, to the tune of $325. Yeah. They're keeping that county running. So yeah. I mean, and off of the back of somebody who's already homeless, you mm-hmm. know, and again, not a criminal, not a, not a criminal, you know, not at all, not a danger <laughs> or threat to anybody, but what is he going to have to do to, to get by, you know, just to pay, pay the state or the city or whoever to punish him? That's just messed up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's supposed to be. It's set up that way. Yeah. Is hot a flavor? <laughs> it is now. It reminds me of, uh, of, of here in New Orleans. When the people at McDonald's or Popeyes or wherever they ask you what flavor drink, and people will really say red, like red is a flavor. We don't know if that's red cream soda, if that's strawberry, if it's high C, it's just red flavored. So I felt that in my soul, <laughs> like hot is a flavor. <laughs> Seriously, just like, like red. <laughs> it's like it does taste hot. <laughs> First of all, Cat Williams. Yes, legend. <laughs> he did that. When I saw that it was him, I got so happy. And at the same time, I was thinking, of course it's him. That who else is gonna play this character? That is Cat Williams. Like I don't think that he was playing Uncle Willie. I think he is Uncle Willie. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, he was perfect. I mean. He was. I would hate to like know that person for real, like really have to deal with him or be locked in another room. But he 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 played that part. He really did. <laughs> he, he, he really did. Um, what stood out during that whole encounter? I mean, <laughs> first of all, so Uncle Willie is it just is it Ern's uncle? Is this Alfred's father? I think it's Alfred's father. Okay. Honestly, I think it's I think it's Alfred's father. I know he couldn't go over there because he's under house arrest. But the way he asked him to go and deal with him almost kind of seemed like even if he wasn't under house arrest, he would probably send Ern or just avoid it. Um, and just like the couple of comments that he made about him being DMX, you know, he said something like, "What he can't come see me himself? What he's DMX now?" It just doesn't seem like you would say that like about your nephew. Like that 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 seems like something has gone down. You know, like your 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 son is making it, or at least doing better than you did, because there's uh, there's an allusion, you know, to some kind of dreams not realized for Willie. You know, like he could have been something, and something or the other happened. Um, I really felt like that's his estranged father, and you know, he no longer has his mother. So, so during the com- course of the conversation, it looks like Alfred owns the house that Willie's living in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm thinking that that is his dad. But then the conversation between Willie and Ern, um, what happened between Ern's mom and Willie? 
I'm going to take a guess from my own, an incident that happened with my own family. Maybe he put his hands on his mom, you know, like he wasn't in his right mind. Um, Aaron's mom is probably Willie's sister. Um, and maybe there's like a family thing, you know, like Willie was on whatever and maybe hurt her. I mean, we know she didn't die because we've she seen his mom. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of got the feeling that it was like one of those things like that happened, you know, at a family gathering or he put her in danger some kind of way. And like, and it had something to do with, you know, like, okay, you may be putting your own life in danger, but don't come around here with that. Okay. So, yeah. So, and we know he's a military veteran. Mm-hmm. And he's been involved in some old crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the crazy uncle. (laughs) Including having an alligator that everybody is aware of. Yes. Them sharing that line. (laughs) And the alligator's name is Coach. Of course it is. (laughs) So I loved it. I loved it. The entire thing. And those, those, those kids talking to the police reminded me of that animated, uh, that commercial that they did um, in the Black Network yeah, uh, black and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the cop said that he's gonna he's gonna shoot the alligator, and the girl's like, "Do it!" <laughs> what is wrong with this little girl? <laughs> They're like, "Shoot that alligator!" That was it. Was just surreal, and it's just like everybody knows that he has an alligator, and apparently he had one when Ern lived there, and Ern didn't even know. How do you not know that there's an alligator living there? Like the what? alligator growled while they were there. Uh, when Ern when Ern raised his voice to Willie, the alligator growled. Right. But Yvonne was like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. It was there. I was like, what is wrong with these people? He's like, oh, yeah, he was in there. And then how Darius says, yo, he's got a caiman in here surrounded by, like, dead chickens. It looks like an Azalea Bank Snapchat. That was the perfect joke. Because <laughs> it did. <laughs> she has done that before. What? Oh, you don't know about that. No. Girl. Google Google Azalea Banks. She did something before that almost looked like she was doing some kind of like sacrifice on an altar and had like carcasses. Yeah, like that that was real. Like when he said that 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 actually wasn't a Dariusism. Yeah. That was a banksism. Like she yeah. She has issues too though. Like that's you know, that's a whole other thing. But Google it when you have the, the a chance. And I wanna say she she tweeted it or she put it on in um on Instagram because she like every now and then will come out and just like rant on different people that are supposed to be um, her peers like whether you know socially or professionally and then in the next breath you know she's their friend and yeah she she, she has issues yeah that's why I didn't pay attention to her in the in the, the meantime I didn't pay attention to her enough to hear about the snapchat story of her cleaning a closet she sacrificed chickens in <laughs> so that's what I pulled up when I googled yeah this missed yeah. me I, I was just I, you know I heard her name a couple of times and then I heard her music and then I heard her and I was just like yeah I'm, I'm cool yeah and the only reason why I, I know about it is because that was so heinous I think somebody was talking about like because I don't follow her like I for the longest time didn't even really know you know who she was I just figured that that, that that wasn't for me but every time she's in the news it's for something you know, that's sort of like that. It's just like, man, you know, there's there's nobody praying for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kendrick. <laughs> that is not Kendrick. That is my grandmother. <laughs> Kendrick is an old black woman <laughs> who's super woke. <laughs> so then uh, the things escalate at Willie's house and... I love how Darius says, yeah, I'm going to go because the vibe in here is feeling more and more like jail. Yes, but prior to that, when they drove up to the house and he was like, vibes. And then when they discovered that there was an alligator, he was like, just like, see, vibes. I was like, I love Darius. Listen to Darius. He knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Yeah, feeling more and more about like jail. Removes his shoes. Yeah. Comes out of there. And I'm just like, again, why do we why do we know why do we have to know to do these things to make sure that we stay alive during a police encounter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well the um shoes thing was because willie told them to take the shoes off when they came in like when they walked in the house you know like most older black people 
they take take your shoes off because it's too expensive to be cleaning carpet. So his shoes were already off. But the fact so that he, he held them over his head. <laughs> well, because you don't want the cop to fear for his life from your Jordan-shaped gun. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Again. Trying to stay alive. I know. It's like it's like a, a handbook that's it's uploaded and it's updated every time somebody dies and it makes news. Like, okay, note to self. You know, also don't be eating Twizzlers because apparently that's scary too. Like every time something happens, you just update your little handbook on staying alive. It's sad but true. Yeah. Well, okay, so and that was a being black is hard moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, being black is hard. Um, so, it before Ern leaves, he gets a weapon from his uncle, and I'm just like, "Are you stupid, fool? There's no way. There is no way I would have taken. I would have been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take this gun and ditched it right there behind the sofa before I left. You don't yeah. know that gun got bodies on it." Like, if was... you're on probation, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And he, like, these police, I guess they were shook over the fact that there was an alligator, and people kept saying there's an alligator. So maybe they weren't on their game. But at any point, they could have searched all of them. They could have just done a felony yes. stop or whatever. Yes. And then that would have just ruined his life. I was waiting. I was waiting for that to happen, but I, I almost also got that feeling that that they are always at Willie's house <laughs> because it was like they just had that kind of attitude um, and I mean I could be wrong but there are you know there are certain there are certain areas where someone's like they're always having a run in to the point where it's like yeah this person's probably a criminal but like the the, the the cops and that person they're almost like not friends but they know each other like they see each other from time to time and it's like you know are you staying out of trouble like they kind of gave me that vibe sort of like they didn't seem like strangers mm. you know like at least one of the two you know um, so maybe they were shook with the alligator you know because when the kid said that he had one you know at, at first they obviously didn't didn't believe it you know but then something about uh I guess the way the kids said it, or they thought, you know, well, you know, this is Willie. You know, maybe he does have one. Maybe that threw them off their game. But I just knew that Ern was getting ready. Like, I was like, this show is about to take a completely different turn. Like, I don't know. Like, what is he? Why do you think he just took took the gun like that? Is it? Do you think it's because he doesn't have a lot of run-ins with the cops, so he's kind of like naive, or he's like? Was he high? Like, why would you do that? He wasn't high because he has to drug test for the oh, for true, the, true. As part of his probation. So then what? Why would you do that? I don't know why he did that. Like, I don't know why. Like, why would... I mean, not even if you... Whether you were scared for the police or not, I'm like, I am not taking no other fool's gun. Like, I don't know what you've done with this gun. If somebody is looking for this gun, did, right. did you use it to commit any type of crime? You know, like... <laughs> There's or, no way. Or maybe he just really took to heart what his, what, what his uncle said, you know, like he gave it to him and said, you're going to need this in the music business. But I'm just thinking, you just want to get rid of that gun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like, come on, man. You know, and maybe he, I mean, well, he didn't feel bad for what he said because he said that, you know, that he meant what he said, but he's sorry he said it. But I kind of wonder if that was like him trying to accept the peace offering or I don't know. Like, that was just stupid. Like, you're about to walk out there the cops are right there they would have been well within their rights to do just like what, what you said you know it, it it's crazy i find it amazing that he just walked away with that oh i'm glad that he he got out with it just fine but man the part that i rewound i watched i must have watched it like three or four times <laughs> Uncle Willie getting it down the street, man. Yes. After he releases that alligator, that fool looked down the driveway of each and every house like, who is after you? <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> who's going to yes. get you from one of those houses? That yes. fool was running so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. That was the best part. That was super black. It was like, oh, my God. He looks like all the boys on, on, on track team, like, serious straight ahead with his robe and everything man that fool <laughs> tiptoed far enough away and then broke 
I cried laughing. I cried. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, blackest thing ever. <laughs> so, so the SGR moment uh, would be when uh, Coach the Alligator kind of made made his entrance real, real smooth. Like, he just rolled out of the front door. Are you kidding me? If that <laughs> shooting scene at the beginning wasn't the SGR moment. <laughs> the alligator call. I'm not saying that that wasn't one, but, you know, but we talked about that. <laughs> For me, that alligator just walking out of that house, dry long so, opened the door himself. <laughs> that was the mystical moment of the episode. <laughs> Yes, that alligator is used to doing it. The fact, he didn't have to let the alligator out. He knew. Because he had that look on his face like, I don't know why y'all make him have to do this all the time. <laughs> y'all know really is crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. This episode was perfect. Yeah, this was this was an absolutely perfect episode. But again, that makes me so nervous. Like, if all of these episodes, they're not linear, they're not an ongoing storyline, they're standalone episodes, then will any of our questions be answered? I think they will, because I think that you can have non, non-linear non episodes, but that maybe, maybe there's, like, one element that's carried through. Or, like... Um, you know, kind of like those shows, like they'll have like a case by case thing going on, but there's also like an overarching storyline that sometimes through the other plot, you know, like it does something that advances the other plot. It's just, it doesn't focus on it. Like, okay, now we're going to have about five minutes, you know, seeing what's happening with these three. Like maybe things will happen. Like I kind of feel like they're standalones, but some of the characters will know each other. Like, like, maybe they won't know, you know, Darius, but one character will know Ern, you know, or vice versa. And something will happen that will kind of um, bring the whole thing. I mean, because I can't see them, like, not not dealing with some of the threads that they left from the first season. I just think that they're just doing it, you know, in a non-traditional way, um, you know, which I totally appreciate. But I really hope that it's like that. Like, I hope we, like it just expands their universe and we get to know these other people that we don't have to spend much time with, but that maybe each of those characters will know someone who knows someone, you know, of the, of the principal cast, you know, like I'm hoping that it's that because I want to, yeah, I have a lot of questions, you know, I want to see, um, you know, what's going on with Alfred. Uh, I always want to know more, more about Darius. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just his, his background. Like, we, we haven't really seen that yet. I mean, we know, you know, that he's that he's Nigerian. But, uh, you know, there's just, there's there's so much more. Yeah. That they explore that. And then with Ern himself. You right. Know, like, yeah. w- what happened? Why did you drop out of college? You know, why... Why are you out of seemingly out of options except for your cousin? And then you admit to the fact that you you do need Alfred to survive. Yeah, that was a big yeah. a big revelation during this episode. So it's just, yeah, I I cannot wait till till next episode. I hope some of the the questions are answered or resolved or something. Yeah. Well, in the um in the in the trailer for the next the next episode which their trailers never really you know tell you much but they were sitting down with some guy I think he said his name was Chris Savage or something and that he's 35 so they call him 35 Savage it's like 21 Savage the rapper so they're getting ready to sit down with a corny white guy for some reason which Alfred was there so I'm sure it has to do with you know trying to advance his career Mm -hmm. so and I'm curious to see you know where he and Van are yeah so uh, has she gotten a job? You know, did her networking pay off in any way, mm-hmm. or is she gonna become um, a bigger part of Alfred's rap career and therefore a part of his entourage, as it were? Yeah, I mean, she she's definitely like like I was saying before, all of the press and all the billboards for this season, she's included in it. Like there are four faces on everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then too, um, the the two guys, you know, who are um, real real rappers, you know, 
maybe we'll see them again. I mean, as far as, but like maybe not in the same capacity. Maybe, you know, it'll be um, through Paperboys thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be on tour together or performing together or have a run in or, you know, something. Because, I mean, the whole title of the season is Robin season. So, I mean, I think what it opened up with, we have a lot more of that to look forward to, if that's the right phrase to use. I'm just. I'm scared of how dark this show is going to go, though. Like, I'm really, really scared of what truth he's going to share, or Donald Glover and Stephen Glover, all the writers, what are they going to show next? Because another thing, like, like we've, we've talked before between you and I about, like, how the strip clubs work in Atlanta and all of that, but there's a bit, there's a big problem with sex trafficking. Yeah. And so... I'm just wondering how that's that's going to be approached if it is going to be approached. Mhm. Mhm. And then you have to wonder if um some of the um characters or the settings that we experienced in the first season, you know, if it was put there for a reason. Like in the last episode when he was looking for his jacket, um and he's at a strip club and he met that um he met the one girl who was like she was really hustling like, you know, call me and take my number if you need somebody for your video or if you need, you know, like now, now that you say that, it's like, I mean, she could just be a one-off character or she could be somebody, you know, that he remembers was really desperate, like they all are. So, that's a good point. But you know how life is. You know, when you run into somebody, y'all live in the same town, you're going to run into each other again. Right. So, it, it, it would be weird if we did not encounter her again, because that, that's just how Atlanta is. Atlanta's big, but, but it's small. Yeah. 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 So I can't wait to see. I'm looking forward to it. Well then, so we have just chopped up this uh, first episode of the second season, and uh, we will be back again next week to do the same. I'm Nita Sharice. And I'm Nikki. This is Rap in Atlanta. We'll see you next time. Bye.